Daflamid Vav, continuing the story of Yisrael crossing the Yardin. How many Nisim happened on that fateful day? Yud Nisan, my birthday. So over Yisrael is the Yardin, they crossed the Yardin. According to the Shita, the Hagrizim and Avril were far to the west. So it was a 60 mil travel. So that's, you know, could be a 10, 12 hour walk. And they would must, must speak to do all of that in one day with all these millions of people coming with them. And nobody stopped them. The guy right heard the Klai was coming. They knew they were coming. Nobody could stand in their way. And the anybody who did try to stop in their way, Miyad Nitraz. Nitraz Rashi says he had like a diarrhea attack. And they just couldn't stop the Shanemar. We dash in the Pasik. The Pasik says Rashi says is their internals got all got all mixed up. They got some sort of stomach disease, and therefore they were unable to stand in front of the Eden who were coming in. Right, so they will, the pachad will fall onto the ground. Now that was obviously at the beginning, but when they left Mitzrayim, but the pasuk says, "Adyavam Chazem, Adyavam Zukanisa." We darshan Zubirishayna and Adyavam Zukanisa Zubirishnia. That both times when Klai Yisrael, not just when they left Mitzrayim, but even when they went into Eretz Yisrael, now when they go into Yeshua and when they were um, at that point, the Mitzvah going to go in, Bizman Ezra would have had the same type of Nisim. And Amr Mayato, Ruino Yisrael, Laslam Nis, but Biyashnir could be Rishonah. The truth is that Alpine, what the Kishpochu had had in mind, when Klai Yisrael went back into Eretz Yisrael, Bizman Ezra, Bizman beginning of Bayashani, it should have been the same way they went in by Yeshua with Nisim and all the, all, the, all the miracles that we discussed here. Ela Shagar Machet. But unfortunately, for all the Averis that happened in, in Bayesrishan, etc., so we're not on that Madrega. But Lemaisa, when they went in the first time here, Bezman Yeshua, all the Goyim got, got out of their way uh, like a Kosh expected. Continuing the story on everything that happened that day. So they took the stones that we discussed yesterday from the bottom of the Yardin, the 12 big stones. They built the Mizbech in by Hargrizim and Harevel, they covered over with Sid. The Kosum is called the They wrote the whole Torah in seventy languages. That's that itself is going to take a long time. Whether we're talking about writing the whole Torah, whether we're talking about writing just the Shefa Mitzvahs, but whatever it is, it's it's a lot of carving and engraving and writing going on here. means very well explained in all the languages, as we said yesterday. The purpose was that the Goyim should be able to see it and learn from it. Then, they also brought Karbonis. How do we see they brought Karbonis? Because if you look in the Parsha in Kisavai, when it talks about the the Moshe Rabbeinu them to take the stones and build them as bech, and then says in that parsha that when you build them as bech, you should bring on it oilish shlamim. So we learn out from there. Rashi says that also Bizman Yeshua when they built them as bech by Hargiz Menevel, they didn't just build it; they actually were makriv many many carbonus on it. Va'achul v'shasu v'samchul. And they had a, a nice simch over there. And they did the brachas and the klalas. Now, according to this gears of this b'risa, it's mashva that they built them as back first, they wrote the Sefer and then they did the brachas and klalas. Most Mepharshim say that this is lav davka, that actually, and I was, bracha v'kalu means that they already first they did the brachas and klalas, and only afterwards did they bring makar of the karbonas. 
And then, the Kiplu Asavanim, then they took down the Mizbech, or at least part of Mizbech, with the stones on it that had the engraving. The Bovalanim Gilgal, and they went back and they slept overnight in a place called Gigal. Shanema, as we said earlier, Imchem, you should bring with you the stones. You should put them where you stay. You would think you're supposed to take them with you the entire time. Where they slept that night. And they put them in Gilgal. So all of this, Happened in one day, right? It's a bit, very busy day, full calendar. And this was, a, that itself was an ace, besides all the little nisim, not little, besides all the nisim that happened throughout the entire day. One other point, says the Gemara Derech Agav, which is the theme of this parak, is the Tzira. We know the Pasik says, V'shalachti is a Tzira lefanecha. Koshpochu told Meishu Menu, I'll send this Tzira. Tzira seems to be a wasp or some sort of flying insect which can shoot venom, and therefore is very, very useful uh, in the days where you're only fighting with bows and arrows. So this is a very useful type of weapon. But the Pasik says, V'shalachti is a Tzira lefanecha. What? Drowned. Drowned. This was like a drone. Yeah, a drone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, first drone. Good. Well, you'll see in a second. And it says, "Vishakti tzivigosh is a chivi akenani achiti milfanecha." The pasuk is interesting because we always talk about the sh- the shiva amim or the asara amim that were there. But the pasuk when it talks about the tzira says, "I will use it against the kenani, the chiti, the kenani, the chit, chivi, and the chiti." It only mentions three out of the seven. It says the Gemara, "Tana tzira loy avreimar." The tzira did not cross the Arden. I'll send it with you. The Tzira was actually a supernatural type of uh, situation, of course. And that was a Madrega of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Bizman Moshe Rabbeinu, when they were capturing everything on the Eval Yardin, on the east side of the Yardin, then the Tzira was effective. But, the, but Yeshua, when he came into Eretz Canaan, Yeshua and Faisal then were moving to a, a mode of more dirt. Not, Totally derechateva, but more derechateva than the mode of Meishavenu. Therefore, the tzira actually never crossed over. The tzira stayed on the other side. Vizarka ben and it actually shot its poison from the other side of the yarding to any guy that stood in front of Klaiso. And what did it do? Vizisma seneim el It made them blind in their eyes on top. Vizisrasa mamata, and it made them sterile. Lamata, they weren't able to have children. So, if you want to defeat goyim, and you can make them blind and make them not able to have children. That's a good way to, to cut everybody off. Shanema, the pasuk like that was pretty supernatural. Yes, 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 but it never crossed the Arden. That's the point. It stayed on the, in the in the Madriga of Moshe Rabbeinu. And they did a bigger nace by shooting. Maybe, the venom maybe, across. yes, yes, but absolutely, might have been. But just, it seems to me, otherwise, the squad doesn't seem to have any like context. Like, why would the tzira not go? It clearly seems to be something of this nature. Shanema, the pasuk says, "Vanoichi yishmatis amayi bipaneim ashekagayva rozim gavayu v'choisu nukalo okalonim." They're strong like trees. They're giant. Mimal. I will destroy their peris mimal, which we're saying is their 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 ability to see. mitachas and their ability to be mashrish to continue on generations and have children mitachas, and that's all going to be assuming with this tzira. So that's the first shot that the tzira did not go with Yeshua at all. If Papa, no, There were two. The one that Moshe Rabbeinu had was in a Chanami only for the Kanani, the Chivi, and the Chiti. And there was a second one. It was the same Madriga, different Madriga, whatever. Chada the Moshe, Chada Yeshua. The Moshe Loyavar. The Yeshua Avar. Yeshua had his own version. Maybe he had an upgraded version already. He had the next model, whatever it was. So he got, he got the newest version. Oh. 
Okay, so now we get back to Hagrizim and Ha'evil. We said on Hagrizim and Ha'evil that the, the, the Pesukim discussed that Klaiso was spit, split up into two groups, okay? And you have to keep track here of the names, okay? I don't know if they have various charts or graphs or whatever you have over there, but the, the names are as follows. On Hagrizim, the Pesuk says there was Shimon Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Yosef, and Binyamin. And on Ha'evil was Ruven, God, Usher, Zvulun, Don, Naftali. That's what the Pesukim says. So that's how they were split up. However, the Pesukim said like this, Mai Vachetz, let me read the full Pesukim. So they were all standing with the Levim, the Kainim, and the Arnabris in the middle, and the Klaisol is on the various mountains, and it says as follows Half of them by Hargrizim, and the half was Havel, was on Havel. Now, normally it should have said, there's an extra hey, when it says, it sounds like we're talking about some known half. There's, there's the regular half, and then there's another known half that we reference in some other context. So what is that Pasuk referring to? It's a Pasuk in Yeshua. It says, the Gemara of Kana, This is telling you the Allah, we know on the Avne Eifoid, which are the two stones that were on the shoulders of the Kohen Gadol. So besides the, on the Chayshin, it had the 12 stones, and each stone had a name of, of one of the Shvatim. On the Avne Eifoid, there were two stones, one on each shoulder. And on there also was engraved the names of the Shvatim. But it's not clear from the Psukim what Shvatim were on which shoulder, which shot, not which shoulder, but which, how they were split up between the two stones. So says this man, this is the Pshat Vahachetzer. When the Torah says here Vahachetzer in reference to the splitting of the Shvatim by Hagrizim and Arevel, it wants to tell you that the Avne Eifite also were split up with the Shvatim in that sort of configuration. One of the Eifite was Shimon Levi, Hudi Yisachar, Yosef, Binyamin, and on the other one was Ruven God, Asher, Zvulun, Don, Naftali. And that's how they were split up on the Eifite. That's not doesn't seem to be the Muskim Shita. We have a Bryce, and the Bryce actually brings a Machloikis, how they were split up on the Aphoid, but neither Shita we're going to bring fits with this Shita we just said. Bryce says, the two beautiful stones. It had the twelve shvatim on them. Six were on one side and six were on the other side. Shenemar. The pasuk says, and I'll read the full pasuk. And then we have a key word here. Kisol Kisoldoisam sounds like it should be in the order that they were born. Kid told us some, like they were born. Says the Gemara. However, says the Gemara, makes a diak over here that Kisoldoisam is always go, only going on the second stone, not the first stone. Meaning, yes, generally speaking, everything on the stones was in order. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Sadadam, Natali, God, Asher, Sachazul, Yasef, and Yaman, except that on the first stone, Yehuda was going to be the Melech, he was written before Ruvain. But otherwise, besides Yehuda being out of order, everything else was in order. So therefore, according to this Shita, you have on one side, you're going to have Yehuda, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Don, Naftali. And on the second side, you're going to have God, Ashi, Yaman. That's what's going to be Kisoldo, some except for Yehuda. The Chamishim, Oisir, Hayu. There was 50 letters total in all the names of the Shvatim. 
25, according to this shita, 25 on each stone. If you make the math, most of the shvatim are conveniently five letters, which makes the multiplication very easy. Okay? So Yehuda is five letters, Shimon, Ruvain, Shimon, Naphtali, these are all five letters, so that would be 20, and then you have Levi and Dun would be three and two, that would give you 25. And on the other one, you have also Yisachar, Zvulun, is going to be a 10. God Usher is, is five more, that's 15. Yosef and Binyamin, and that's the one we're going to have to discuss exactly how you split those up. Okay, the question is how you write those names. We'll talk about it right away in the Gemara, which are Mali, which are Chos. Fine. So therefore, you end up with 25 on each. That's the first Shita that Ketolto Sam means they were written in the order that they were born, except for Yehuda was, was first on the first stone. He was, Yehuda was always going to be on the first stone. Just a question of where you wrote him on the first stone. No. The order you're talking about is the way that, that, obviously, the way they were born, and the way that they were counted in Sefer Bamidbar, Chalukim Avni Eifet. That's not the way, though, they were written on the Avni Eifet. If you look at the beginning of Shmais, it also lists the Shvatim over there, and over there the Shvatim are listed in a different order. Over there the Shvatim are listed of Ruven Shema Levi Yehuda Yisachar Zvulin Binyamin Dan Naftali God Asher Yosef. Obviously, over there it doesn't say Yosef because it's talking about the ones who came down to Mitzrayim. But that's the order that they're written over there in the beginning of Sefer Shmais. It says this Tana, that's the actually the Chalukah order that they were written onto the Eifur, which means Bnei Le. On one stone was all the Bnei Leah, which would have been Ruvain Shimon Levi Yehudi Yisachar Zvulun. Those were all the Bnei Leah. Then Bnei Rachel Yosef Ben Yamin Echad Mikan VeEchad Mikan Bnei Shvachers BeEmtza. So then you're going to have Ben Yamin and Yosef at the edges, and Don Naftali Garasha the Bnei Shvachers of Bil and Zilpa in between them. So according to them, you have Ruvain Shimon Levi Yehudi Yisachar Zvulun on one stone, and Ben Yamin Yosef Don Naftali Garasha on the second stone. So therefore, it says the more value, this man, the Yomu, says it wasn't in the order that it was born at all. It was actually split up by, by groups, by Leah on one side, and then the Bila Zilpa and Rachel on the other side. So what does it mean, Kisoldos Sum? Kisoldos Sum doesn't mean the order, means which names should you write there. There were personal names of the of the Ava Shevet, Reuben and Shimon, and then there was the family names that Meshavim gave them. So you're supposed to write them by the name of the Shevet. Like Yaakov called them. Not like they're referred to in the countings by their family names, meaning Reuven, Reuveni, Shimon, Shimoni, Don, Adani, God, Adani, etc., etc. So they wrote the actual original names. That's what it means, Kisoldosom. So anyways, according to either one of these shittas, if they're written in the order that they were born, or if they're written in groups based on their mothers, that's definitely not what's going on in Hargrizim and Harevel. So clearly, that which we said, that Rav Kuhuna, Rav Khan had said, means that the way they were split up in Hargrizim and Harevel is the same way they were split up in the Eifel, that's totally not like the Brisa says. So they went to Yufta, Rav Kana to Yufta, and he's wrong, and you, one of these two pshatim and how you split up the Eifel, but definitely not. So now we have Three different ways to split up the Shratim. How they were born, by their Shevet, or Hagrizim and Reva, which seems to be a totally different uh, a, a splitting up of the Shratim. So back to our question then. So what is the Hachetz you're referring to? The special half. What is the special half? Tana, Chetzir Shamul Hagrizim, Merubi Mechetzir Shal The answer is, says the Gemara, that the ones on Hagrizim were many more people. <coughs> then was on a har evel, because Levi, 
who was part of the people on Hargrizim, they were not on the mountain. And we'll talk a little bit exactly who was on the mountain, who wasn't on the mountain. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But Levi is listed as being on Hargrizim. He's also listed as being in the people in the middle. We'll discuss that tomorrow, how they were split up. But, says the Gemara, since Levi was on the bottom, therefore the people on Hargrizim were more. That makes no sense whatsoever, obviously, because Levi was on Hargrizim. If they were on the bottom and not on Hargrizim, Hargrizim would be less, not more. They should levy lamata, but really have less people, not more people. Somebody write hockey cover. Even though the, the, the count of the people on Hargrizim would have been less, because when they were down, but on Hargrizim we have Bnei Yosef, and Yosef was the largest shavit in numbers. Shenemar. Where do we see that? Why are you only giving me one chelik? I'm Rav. I'm a large, giant shaver. We have tons and tons of children here, Baruch Hashem. And therefore, we need more space. So therefore, in terms of the context of our Pasuk, before we get to the, the Agathe about Yosef, the Gemara is saying that the people on Hargrizim were more, the people on Hargrizim were less, and Vehachetzir, when it refers to Hargrizim, is referring to the smaller group. Vehachetzir means, and the smaller group, pointing out this Nakuda, that the people on Hargrizim were more, because that they had Yosef, and Yosef was a bigger, the biggest shaver. So now we switch gears, of course, and we talk about Yosef for a little bit. Go live in the forest. Now, Pashup Shat, that means, he's telling them, don't just live in the cities, live in the forest as well, because you need more space. But the Gemara says it's more, it's deeper. Go live specifically in the forest. Since you have so many children, and that's something that everybody can see, there's a concept called Ayin Hara. People see you have more children and you have bigger families, that Chas could be an Ayin Hara, and therefore if you live in the forest, the other Shvatim won't see you, won't know, and it won't be an issue. Amr Leid, Bnei Yosef said to Yeshua, you missed the boat. Zari de Yosef, le shalte be'ene bisha. Ayin hard does not apply to Yosef. Yosef had tzaddik, who was shaylet on his ayin. That, as we'll see in the story of Potiphar in a second, he was able to keep what's his, his, and what's someone else, someone else's. He wasn't over that gvul. So the idea of ayin hara, where someone sees something that's not theirs and wants it and can create an issue, that was not mashpi on Yosef at all. And if we don't have to go live in the forest. We just need someone to build us more Apartment building, so we have where to live. That's what we're missing over here. The ben safe. The pasuk says by the brachos, Yosef was a malamit chen. Yosef was uh, he found favor in people's eyes. Ben paris early ayin that people, everybody who saw Yosef found him favorable, found him bechen. That's pasuk shat in the pasuk. V'yomer avo wrote daishon on that pasuk. I'll take ale ayin, not in the eyes of people who saw him. Ela ole ayin. That Yosef was misgaber. He was able to be stronger than the kayach of ayin hora, and therefore this was not mashpi on him. Another place you see that Yosef, the meat of Yosef was over the Ayin Har. It says, That was the bracha and Amalek HaGoyal. And we darshan, They're under the water. It's actually like a catch-22. There's so many fish because there's no Ayin Har, and there's so no Ayin Har because they're under the water. So it, it's catch itself. And that's why they were so big as well. Because they didn't have have this hashpa of the iron of the iron order. Says the Gemara, before we get back to Yosef, just uh, going back to the Avni Eifoid, we said on, on falling to the first Mandiyamar that they were written by Kisoldo Sam in the order they were born, there was 50 letters on each 
uh, together, and 25 on each stone. It says, You're actually missing one, it's only 49, because on the second stone, we have God and Usher is 5, Yisachar and Zvolan is going to be each another 5, so that's going to be 15. And then you have Yosef and you have Binyamin, and we're assuming over here, Binyamin is written, Beis Nun Yud Mem Nun. And if Binyamin is only 5, and Yosef is 4, so you're only going to have 24 on that side. So Sachakol, you're only going to have 49. You're missing a letter. Says Mamar Yitzchak, so one shot is, Yosef HaSifu Yasachas. Yosef is written Male. We had an extra letter. Shadamar Edis Biyahosef Samoy. So actually, we act with the passing sometimes. Refers to Yosef with an extra hey, but Tzaytzel adds Mitzrayim, and therefore over there, on maybe on the ephod, it was written with the extra hey, so it was also five, so that gives you twenty-five and fifty. Maskev of Nachmiyitzel says Kisol Doisabiran. The whole point was it's Kisol Dosam. So even though the first man the Yemer is actually learning Kisol Dosam that it's in the order that they were born, but he seems to also agree that it's written on the names that they got at their bris, not at uh, a name that was added later on. Biran Ella says the most. So therefore, Yosef was written Chaser, but without a second Yud, over here, the Binyamin that was written on the Avde Eifod was a full Binyamin with the extra Yud, the Aviv Karloi Binyamin, and that time, Kisoldo Sam Dafka, it was with an extra Yud. So if Binyamin was actually six letters, and therefore you, sacha, you did have the Sacha call 25 and 50. Okay, so now we can switch gears. We mentioned Yosef at Sadiq, so let's talk about Yosef at Sadiq. Amr of Chana Barbizna, but Amr of Shimon Chassid, the Gemara we had earlier in the Masechta. Yosef Kiddush Shem Shemayim Beseser. Yosef did a Kiddush Shem Shemayim quietly. Nobody knew about it when it happened. So he got one letter from Shem Akashpoku, they added on the hay. Yehuda Shikiddush Shem Shemayim, but for Hesi, Yehuda did a Kiddush Shem Shemayim publicly. His name, Yehuda, has Yudke Vavke in it. Now, earlier in the Masechta, we talked about this context of Yehuda, he's Makadashim Shemayim Befarhesia, that he was Maida Befarhesia to what happened with him and Tamar. But our Gemara tomorrow is going to talk more about the Kriyas Yamsuf and Yehuda's involvement in Kriyas Yamsuf. So there seems to be two different Shatim in this Gemara on what this Farhesia was. But before we get to Yehuda, the Gemara focuses on Yosef. Yosef Mai, what was Yosef's idea of Kiddush Shem Shemayim that he did Beseser, that he was Jaycha to have the extra Shem Hashem, the letter of Hey written on his name, Dixif. Going back to the story of Potiphar, it was a certain day, the Pesach says, doesn't say what day, a certain day, and they came home to do their Melacha. What does that mean? This is an amazing Gemara. This Gemara says that at that point, Yosef was Moshuch Acher the Taiva, and he actually planned to go home and be home with her by himself. And therefore, Yosef at that stage was, was being totally overrun by his time. And that just makes it all the more greater that he was able to pull himself away. Because normally, the way to stay away from Arias is just stay far away from Arias. Okay, once, once you go to Yichud, you're already pretty much falling down the hill and you're in a, you're in a slippery slope. So Yosef was able, yes, he, he, was, he did, maybe didn't do properly here by going with her in the first place, but he still was able to bring his gabber on at the last second, as we'll see, and stop it. That's the first shot in the Gemara. However, that's not so simple. Rav Shmuel, is how they learn what this Malachta is. No, he just had, you know, he had work to do in the house. He was not necessarily a negative thing that Yosef ended up in the house. She, as we'll see in the Gemara, she planned to attack Yosef there. Whereas, No, Tachas Tzrochov is a Lashon Tzagi. No, Rashi says, means he, according to this moment, he did plan to go there to be Mazana with her. 
says, "Ve'ain ish me'anzi abayis." Nobody was home. Says, "Well, how could that be?" Efshar abayis gold kubeishos hashirashal eba ish. Nobody's home. Why is nobody home? A servant. There's all kinds of things going on. Tanim rishmal oisa yoyim yoyim argus yoyim chagom or yoyim edom oisa hoye. It was some kind of religious holiday. Ve'holchol kula on the base of eris kichavim shalem. They were all in shul still. And if they're all in shul still, it was a long davening. So nobody was home early. Ve'hi amr lehem. She said chaylahi. She said ani. I'm sick and I can't come. Amra ainly yoyim shenitzkal yosef kamerzah. This is the perfect time, Yosef. Everybody's out of the house. Everyone's in the base of a desara. Come home with me. And, and either, again, depending on whether he was part of this plan or not, that the, whether she said to him or he was just home and she came. And it says that tefseu bebigdoi lema. She grabbed him by his clothes. So this is Gemara. Ba'isasha basad yuknishal aviv. One of the kudos we said he Yosef saw his father's. Father's face. Some Farshim say Yosef looked like Yaakov, and he saw a mirror of some sort. And he saw a reflection. He saw himself, and then he remembered his father. Shabbat Shabbat. You want to say? He saw it in a, in a window, which would mean it sounds like a reflection. And Amar la Yosef, all the names of all the Shvatim are going to be on the Avni as we just mentioned. You're supposed to be there. You would like to be if you go and be over this Avera now. It's all over. It's all over. You're going to be wiped off the IEA fight. Vatikra Raya Zainis. You're going to be called a Raya Zainis. That's what you want to be. The Xiva Raya Zainis, Yabin Hoin. Raya Zainis loses everything. So for one little Misa, for a few seconds of pleasure in Ailam Hazar, you're going to lose everything. So now we go ahead and we darshan that the, the brachas that Yaakov mentioned about Yosef in Parshas Vayechi is all referring to this Nakuda that he was able to be misgaber. It says, Vateshev Be'etan Kashtoy. So what does that mean? We always say when someone's Mazria, it's called Yere Kechetz. It's like shooting Zerah like a, a arrow. And therefore, that's the referring to it. It says, kashtre. Yosef was able to hold back his arrow and not be Mazriah. And he was able to run away and save himself from the Saver. And the Pasuk says, yodov. The Pasuk says, means, Rashi says over there, it's referring to that he had a shine on his fingers when Paro gave him the ring. That's what the Pasuk in that Pasuk means. But here we're dashing a whole different thing. Vayafuzu, Rashi says this is Lashon of Vayafutsu, like explosion. Noatz Yodav Bekarka, he put his fingers into the ground. Vyatza Shivcha Zarami Bain Tsiparna Yodav. He was in such a matzav of taiva over here that he couldn't hold himself back, but he didn't want to do the Avera. So he put his fingers in the ground, Rashi says to cause himself pain, and that will help him calm down, but it was such an explosion, the Zara came out from between his fingers. And that, that's what he was able to hold that, and that has Hashpah on him later on, we'll see in a second. The Pasuk says, continues by the Brachas, Midei Avir Yaakov, Mi Garam Lo Shechakak Lavnei Eifad, Ela Avir Yaakov. It was the, the, as we just said, the vision that he had of his father that was helped him from the next Pasuk, Misham Raya Even Yisrael. That's how he ended up remaining on the Evan Yisrael, and that's why it would have been a nice pshat if there was the extra hay Yehoshif was actually written over there, because that extra hay was because he wanted to remain on the Avnei The Maishim, we said, you don't put the extra hay because it's Kisod Sum, but that's where the Havamina was to put it there. Misham Zokha Venaseroya, and that's why Yosef Afuch, he became, he became, he didn't just lose everything, Afuch, he grew from that and became the Roya of all Kaiso. Shanemar, Roya Yisrael Hazino, that's referring to the Koshpochu, he's the Roya Yisrael, Noyin Kitsoyin Yosef, looks like Yosef was the Manig of Kaiso, Shpochu was the Manig of us as well. Tanya, Hayoroy Yosef, Lotz Yisman, Yud Bey Shvatim, Kuter, Shiatsam, Yaakov, Yosef had only two children, we know, Menashe and Ephraim, but he should have had twelve. Shanemar, Eilat told us Yaakov, 
Yosef, and we make a hekish that they both should have had 12 children. When he had this Maisa, and his fingers got stuck in the ground in this whole story, which is earlier, remember, this is, this is early in the story, but he became weaker, apparently, because of that, and therefore he was not able to have 12 children, he was only able to have the two. However, Binyamin had 10 instead. And the Kulo Nikol Shmoy, all the names of Binyamin's children, remember Binyamin knew about Yosef, he was young, and Binyamin never saw Yosef for the first 17 years of his life over there, most of them. And therefore he called all of his children, not 17 years, whatever it was, he called all of his children on the name of his missing brother Yosef, Shnemer, Bnei Binyamin, Bela, Becher, Ashbela, we're going to go through now, all these ten names of the children of Binyamin and how they relate to Yosef. Bela, Shenivla ben Umais. He knew that, assuming that Yosef was alive, which apparently Binyamin seemed to know, even though Yaakov didn't seem to know. So he says, Shenivla ben Umais. He was absorbed into the Goyim. Becher, what did he mean when he named the second child Becher? Bechar Limayaya. That was a... That was referring to Yosef, who was the Bechar. Not the Bechar of all the Shvat, the Bechar of Rachel. The Ashbel, Sheshavoy El, because made him get captured. He lived in little temporary dwellings everywhere he went on the way down to Mitzrayim. He's just a nice guy. What are those two? Achi, who is my brother? Vereshi, who is my leader, my Rebbe. Mupim v'chupim. Now, Rashi learns the word mupim separately here. The Lord doesn't explain mupim. Rashi says over here, mupim, mefurash medrash avitan chuma, sheyapiv kipi yakev avinu, ba'alochai shekibol mishem ve'ever. That he was a rebbe of Binyamin as well. Like Yaakov gave over all the terror. Yaakov's terror was given down to Yasef. And that's what it means, mupim. Milashan of learning, of pe, of piv, of his mouth. Chupim, that is chupasov. I never saw his chupa. Chupim, two chupas are missing. He missed mine. He missed the shmorg. He missed the chupa, and I missed his. Ve'erd she yered lebeinu masalim. He went to live by the goyim. Ikediyami. Another pshat of erd is shapon of doimel levered. He had a very beautiful, handsome face, looked like a rose. Amar chia b'rabbi b'yechanan v'shashamalei parli Yosef. When Pyrrhus said to Yosef, you will be the top after he interpreted the dreams, and you're going to be in charge of Mitzrayim. Amrats to Ganine Parai, his advisors there said, Two days ago, he was just an Evan in the bottom of a, of a pit that someone bought for 20 shekel. He's going to be the king of everybody? I see he has the characteristics of being a melech. Rashi says, Chachma, Gvura, Yofi, all these brachas we just mentioned, he has them all. Amrulai imkain yaviyadeabashivalashin. This is that famous magic that we're familiar with from when we were little kids. So he said, Oh, so if he's so smart, we have to test him. If he's gonna be the you know the ambassador to the world, he needs to be able to speak all the languages. So let's test him. So This is the Gemara we quoted earlier when we talked about do the Malachim know the 70 languages. We said Gavriel does because he was the one who taught Yosef at Tzadik. So Avika Gomer. But uh, Yosef is not good with languages, right? He was a little bit older at this point already. It's hard to learn 70 different languages overnight. Berlitz. What? Berlitz. Yeah, something like that. So there's another pshat in the extra hay that was added on to make him have the chokhmah of a kashpochu, the shechin of a limit. And the Pasik finishes off. I was unable to understand all these languages until I got the extra hay. The extra hay made him able to understand it. And the next day when they tested him, he was able to speak them all, right? He got a hundred on his bagrut in language. But then 
He said, wait a second, you didn't test me on all 70, you only tested me on 69. What about Lashon Kaddish? So the, he, Yosef, they said, what's that? So he started speaking Lashon Kaddish. So none of Paroi did not understand this language. Amalei Agbari. So Paroi said, teach me. So he said, okay, no problem, Agbari, teach him. It didn't work. Paroi was not a good student. Right? He couldn't pick up Lashon Kaddish. So power got embarrassed. So I'm making a shvur. You can keep your job, but yes, if you pass the test, but you have to make a shvur that nobody will know that I don't know this language. So later on, there's the Rashi brings when he says when Yosef wanted to bring Yaakov down to Eretz Kanan to bury him in the Masvachpela. So he kept stressing to Paro the idea of the Shvur. Why is he stressing to Paro? What does Paro care? But Yosef Shvur to Yaakov. So because especially even if he cares about Shvur, Paro said to Yosef, "Just go do go do a Hatars to Darim and get it done. You know, whatever." Oh, so he says, also, oh, if, if I'm going to go to the Chacham, I'm just going to be matter all my shvuas. The one I made to my father and the one I made to you. And that you don't want. Oh, stop, stop, stop. No, 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 your shvua is good. We trust your shvua. Let's keep all the shvuas in place and we'll go from there. So this was the Agadah about Yosef at Sadik, all brought here, Derech Agav, from the beginning where we said that he was Kenish Kenish Shem and he got the extra hay. Tomorrow we'll talk about we said Yehudu is Mekadashim Shemayim Befar Hesia. You got Shem Hashem. What is that? We'll see that in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow.